Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Well, hello and how are you, Patriots pals and Foxborough friends? We welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Hop on now and take advantage of all those great same-game parlays. No sweat first bets and more just in time for the big game by joining at FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. We are brought to you by WEEI Odyssey and 2400 sports it is a one-off wednesday today andy hart tending to some family matters so your old pal nick fitzy stevens once again taking the calm mr sulu aboard the uss enterprise alongside our beatdown writer extraordinaire from weei.com my pal and yours mr mike cadlick mike how are you guy i'm good we got a flurry of patriots news to get to before these old uh what do you call it? These mailbag questions. So yes. every every 30 seconds I turn around, it sounds like a new new quarterbacks coach or executive is joining the uh, the mm-hmm. building down in Foxborough. So mm-hmm. uh, let's get it right into it. Happy to happy to go along. Yeah, it's a it is a one off Wednesday this week. We are mailbagging it in. Uh, yep. We are not in Las Vegas a lot uh, like a lot of those other blowhards and other fancy <laughs> sponsored people. No, we are back here doing. Gillette's finest work from our respective our cave. fan caves. Exactly. In our Patriots cave. Yours right. off. You, yeah, you, this is also. You, uh, by the way, you're, you look crowd. like if anyone's watching right now across our socials, W-E-E-I, mine at Fitzy GFY and such, we are taking questions live in addition to 
the mailbag questions that came in. But if you happen to be watching this, as opposed to list to listening, um, you can see Mike, obviously a responsible young man, uh, doesn't have pets or children to worry about. So his office is well kept, strategically placed photos, good feng shui. And behind me is just 20 years of memories, merchandise, <laughs> lanyards, nonsense. And there's a snoring dog underneath my chair as well. So I, I apologize for nothing because I'm a Patriots fan. But at the same time, I could tidy up a little bit. We'll see if we can freshen things up. No, no Andy on this one. So it's a Pat's positive. That's edition. right. It's a Pat's positive edition. Everyone's yeah. going to walk away from this one. Like, geez, I feel really good about myself. Even though I don't think the team's going to win more than six <laughs> games next year. I'm kind of having fun. We respect yeah, the Super position. Um, I, I have heard actually, Mike, some people have actually caught into the nickname. They like that. I call him the gridiron grouch. Love it. Yeah. Oh, the gridiron Grinch. Stuff. Excuse me. The gridiron Grinch. Uh, it's kind of perfect and apropos as well, but uh, hope all is well with Andy. And let's get right into things. Let's do some uh, top of the Super Bowl week news and nuggets for the Patriots as well as around the NFL before we get into both the live questions and the ones that were mm -hmm. submitted via the social medias, if you will, from the MyBook, InstaFace, and beyond for myself and Mike Cadillac. Mike, let's go right off the top. Uh, just breaking within the last hour, uh, news that the Patriots are finalizing a deal. So this is actually going to happen. They're finalizing yep. a deal with the University of Miami's general manager, Alonzo Highsmith. Uh, the plan is to have him join the front office, but the job title has not yet been established per Bruce Feldman, CFB. So keep an eye on University of Miami players. The U could be well represented oh, yeah. this fall and beyond for the New England Patriots. Uh, what do you know about Alonzo Highsmith and in what capacity do you think he'll get brought on board? So uh, the skinny on Highsmith, 58 years old. He was the number three overall pick uh, in the 1987 NFL draft, played a couple seasons, uh, and then ended up joining the Green Bay Packers front office in 2012 with, you guessed it, Elliot Wolf. So Patriots de facto GM Elliot Wolf continues to sort of run the front office, run the operation down there in Foxborough, bringing in all his What is guys. our new title for him, by the way? Are we going to call him the Wolf of Ball Street? Yeah, I think I think I saw Andy say something like he that. Said, the Wolf of Fox. He called him the Wolf like of Fox, bro. I'm gonna go with the Wolf of Ball Street. I like it. All right. I mean, again, if they're not gonna give him if they're not gonna give him the title, we might as well give him a title on his own right. because he is the general manager. They're just not gonna say it. So All right. people watching uh, yeah. live now in the chat box, does the Wolf of Ball Street work as a nickname <laughs> for Elliot Wolf? I, I think so, but you know, I may be I like it. it. No, it makes sense. But so, yeah, they worked together in Green Bay for several seasons. Yep. Then when Wolf went to Cleveland, uh, Highsmith joined him there as well. And then he ended up going to Miami uh, last season as their general manager of football operations. Uh, but now he's joining his friend Wolf again in Foxborough. So, uh, yeah, look for him to be added to this um, to this front office there in Foxborough. Hey, do we have any uh, University of Miami players that uh, either were in the East-West Shrine Bowl, in the Senior Bowl, or that are on the general Mike Cadlick uh, draft radar right now. One of them, uh, Cam Kitchens. Uh, he was a defensive back at University of Miami last offseason or last season rather. Uh, he is draft eligible. He was at the Senior Bowl and he did meet with the Patriots okay. at the Senior Bowl. So, uh, if you're going to go for a sort of uh, a connection there, defensive back Cam Kitchens from the University of Miami. Okay, Cam Kitchens as well. We've uh, yep. I don't know how how we feel about the work his dad Freddie did with the. Uh, I was just going to say Browns. not to be confused <laughs> with Cleveland Browns. No, and Coach no relation Kitchens. whatsoever. Uh, also, <laughs> Texans, uh, Houston Texans staffer Bobby Brown could be joining the Patriots yep. in some sort of executive capacity. Uh, 
I'll, I'll uh, refrain from all the Bobby Brown and his prerogative jokes. Um, so uh, what do we know about Bobby Brown and what capacity do you think he'll be operating? Yeah, so this just came in as we were prepping the show. So uh, scrambling a little bit here, but from Aaron Wilson of KPRC in Houston, uh, Bobby Brown used to uh, work for the Texans. Uh, he is joining the Patriots in a key executive administrative role, um, according to sources uh, from, from Houston, Aaron Wilson. Right. Uh, he used to work with the Patriots. Um, it's his second stint, uh, in the AFC East with the Pats. And then he also worked at Boston college for a while, um, while he was getting his master's at BC. So, uh, that's a little bit on him. So the first two, um, outside hires to the front office this off season, uh, for the Patriots, they had kept it in house with Wolf and grow, but, uh, now starting to spread their wings a bit with, uh, with Highsmith and now Bobby. Brown. Yeah. There are some that believe that, uh, with the hirings of Alex Van Pelt, Ben McAdoo, uh, and and others that were associated with them in their time with Green Bay that were basically becoming the 2013 or 2014 Green. Oh, and Elliot Wolf as well. So Elliot Wolf right. basically, if he is the de facto GM at this point, is bringing in guys that he's worked with before that he's comfortable with and elevating their positions from where they were in Green Bay 10 years ago. That's fine if they've right. actually earned the promotion as well. But sure. at the time, you also had Mike McCarthy in place, a long tenure to establish NFL coach who had won a Super Bowl. Oh, and you had one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time and Aaron Rodgers, who truly was at the height of his powers at that time. He right. just wasn't able to break through uh, and get back to the Super Bowl. Hasn't really been able to ever since, uh, of course, he won back 13 years ago against right. the Steelers. Yeah, a quick a quick thought just on that and sort yeah. of I'm sort of melding and molding my take on wolf in general i'm gonna uh i'm gonna actually call him columnize it uh for tomorrow on dot com okay. so uh yeah to answer david's question who will be the gm uh it's effectively elliot wolf mm -hmm. and to add some pats positive to this whole thing like yep I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that he is running the operation like people look at it and they think of the nepotism because of his father ron wolf mm -hmm. and everyone's like oh nepotism this nepotism yeah, but he's with, a like, legacy yeah. legendary and ron wolf's a legacy nfl figure Right, exactly. And Elliot has done a good job. He built up those Packers teams alongside Ted Thompson. Um, I have a list of guys who they brought in, but it goes from like Clay Matthews to David Bakhtiari to Aaron Rodgers to all those guys, right. right? And he was alongside of that. And then he went to Cleveland. He was a part of the brass who, you know, drafted Baker Mayfield. They drafted Denzel Ward. Um, and yes, that it, they went from a 1-15 season, an 0-16 season to a 6-10 and 10 season and then the playoffs right thereafter. So building those rosters, he had a hand in. He was never fired from Green Bay. He mm -hmm. was never fired from Cleveland. So, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that Elliot Wolf is running the Patriots. My whole thing is just give him the damn title and let him run the show. So we'll see what happens. But it seems pretty clear to me that that's the that's the direction. Correct. Uh, oh, and by the way, this is a little note from Andrew Callahan. Elliot Wolf climbed the Packers front office ladder with Highsmith from 2004 all the way to mm -hmm. 20s. I didn't realize they were together. I mean, he really is. If such a thing were to exist, he is getting the band back together. For sure. Okay. So yep. now, okay. So now here, as we sit T minus four days and a couple hours away from kickoff from uh super bowl 58 with the draft now two and a half months away, the, as the crafts called in their season ticket member letter last week, the draft of a generation, the most important draft yeah. uh, in decades for the Patriots. We now see the picture. We now see, we actually now have clarity out is the Belichick and the friends of Belichick era and in is the dawn of the wolf of ball street with all the guys he was associated with at the green bay packers so get ready everybody get your cheese heads out and oh, yeah. uh start putting on those packers 2010s highlights because that's exactly 
where we are. Now, what that has, I mean, are they going to draft Matt Flynn? Are they going to try to coax Greg Jennings out of retirement as well? See if, hey, what's Jordy Nelson up to these days? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that. Wide receivers coach Jordy Nelson. Let's go. Fine. Are you kidding? Let's, I mean, I with all due respect Troy to Troy Brown, Brown who yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Pat's stats checking in from the used tubes. Is this on regularly? Yes. Every Wednesday at one o'clock. It's a one-off Wednesday here on the Six Rings and Football Things feed. I'm not sure exactly if you're consuming this on the WEI YouTube or my YouTube. Uh, but yes, we'll have this up once a week as well. Sometimes it's Andy and Mike. Sometimes it's me and Mike. It could be a consortium of us, and we may have some other live guests as well. And also now I would like to remind everybody, Mike, uh, some special guests we have coming up before and after the Super Bowl. Uh, tomorrow we'll be speaking with Mike Lombardi, uh, author of... Oh. Author of this excellent football book, Football Done Right. Many of you may have heard his um, uh, electric, if not heated, exchange. Unbelievable. Uh, with, a, with a Michael <laughs> Felger, I'm told, uh, from Las Vegas on Tuesday. That was some good content. That was some excellent media nice. row. Glad someone spiced things up there. So we'll be talking to Mike tomorrow. Uh, and next week as well, live, 4 o'clock on Valentine's Day. Our love letter to you. A one-hour, uncensored, unfiltered Q&A with my guy, Mr. Jeff Benedict, author of The Dynasty, who's going to be joining us to talk about the making of the Apple TV Plus series, the making of the book, sharing stories behind the scenes. No, he's not bought and paid for. No, this is not a Robert Kraft production. And yes, he knows where the bodies are buried, per se. Uh, and it's going to be Ooh. a really fun chat. So thanks for Can't checking in. Uh, it's going to be good times as well. Uh one other little nugget. Um, Patriots are also looking into a quarterback's coach. Uh, Alex Van Pelt will probably groom whatever quarterback comes in. Maybe he'll rehabilitate Mac. There could be a veteran yep. he reaches out to as well as they assemble the quarterback's room on the Patriots 2024. But they've been speaking with TJ McCartney, who also worked as a quarterback's coach and tight ends coach with the Brownies, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So TC McCartney. Uh, TC. Yep, you're good. Uh, TC. TJ McCartney. McCartney. He's a criminal. Get that guy out. Of here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, TC, stand up gentleman. Um, but no, so yeah, 34 years old. He served as the Browns tight ends coach the last two seasons. Um, before that was an offensive assistant also with the Browns. So he worked with Van Pelt uh, in Cleveland for the last four years. He's also worked alongside Kyle Shanahan, um, both in Cleveland for a time and then also uh, when Shanahan became the head coach of the 49ers. So um, has a little bit of that Shanahan background, which everybody wants, knows, and loves, um, but is also familiar with uh, Van Pelt as well. He he coached quarterbacks, like you said, uh, in Denver. So uh, coached quarterbacks, and he also played quarterback at LSU. So whoever the Patriots bring in to be the next face of the franchise, they're going to have plenty of uh, plenty of help, plenty of brain power in that room with Van Pelt, McCartney, and then also Ben McAdoo, who. For all you want to say about him, he wasn't a great head coach. Uh, I think he's a pretty good offensive mind. So it's clear that they're sort of trying mm -hmm. to build this thing around whoever they're going to bring at uh, bring in at Sigma Collar next year. Hey, can I also just uh, share a little nug that I got out from a tweet from our pal Taylor uh, Taylor uh, Kyle's earlier Show today? Um, he does such a great job for CLNS. Oh, yep. but don't, don't I wish we had a little budget and we could bring him into <laughs> the the Otacom family, if you will. Um, he did a little of the uh, hole up, let him cook thing. Uh, and this was in a response to something he dug up from two years ago from at Riot Report. Okay. These were some of Ben McAdoo's draft stories. Apparently, 
Um, now, of course, some people are going to say, here comes the Patriots ball wash. Here come these guys trying to say excessively Pat's positive. That's why we're here, baby. Yeah. Oh, they're doing the laundry for the Patriots, carrying Mr. Crafts, water, et cetera. Uh, but apparently, uh, here it says, the Kansas City Chiefs made one of the biggest splashes of the 2017 NFL draft by trading up 17 spots to select Patrick Mahomes 10th overall. Though the New York Giants reportedly were also interested in trading up for the Texas Tech Star. Per ESPN New York's Anita Marks, who does an excellent job on the Giants pregame show and postgame show on our sister station, WFAN. The Giants tried to trade up to select Mahomes because head coach McAdoo, quote, loved and was, quote, very up, loves him and was, quote, very upset that they were not able to land him as well. Did not like Sam Darnold. And he also thought in 2018, Josh Allen was far and away the best quarterback prospect. So while Pretty he kind of he, he kind of fracked things up a little bit with Eli and Geno, even mm. though actually seeing something in Geno probably was a good idea. Just because you're not a good head coach, <clears throat> McDaniels, doesn't mean you don't have a good idea for what is offensive talent, how there to work go. with quarterbacks, and ways to advance and score the ball with special personnel. So I'm like you, Mike, except just double your age. I'm going to cut some slack, and I'm going to give these guys a chance to come in and establish something as opposed to immediately judging them, crossing my arms, and just going, harumph, I'm not happy about any of this. So uh, we also have some more news uh, continuing to come out. I, I wasn't trying to to cut you off there and change it, but this is from Ian Rappaport literally 30 seconds ago. Um, and it's it's what we sort of already know, but basically confirmed with sourcing. Uh, Rappaport tweets, worth noting for the Patriots, it appears Elliot Wolf will be in charge of the personnel department with control of the 53-man roster working closely with Gerard Mayo, sources say. Matt Groh will mostly handle college scouting with Pat Rowe heavily, Pat Stewart rather heavily involved in all aspects. So uh, it looks like it is going to be Elliot Wolf, who is the leader of the roster. Uh, Matt Groh goes from pro personnel back to scouting. Uh, so yeah, it's looking like uh, he is pretty much the head man in charge here in Foxborough, all but officially. I like it. I like it. I like that. Right. He, look, he's got a vision and a plan. It's either going right. to work. And then there's going to be stability, professionalism, accountability, and you're going to know who does what. And we're actually going to have some functionality, uh, collaboration, as Gerard Mayo said time and time again, Co a cooperative work environment. This is not to say anything about what Bill Belichick, his family and associates did. This is more just about the new era and the new regime. Now there's a little transparency, something I think a lot of us were hoping and praying yeah. for along the way. So I take these as nothing but good things as well. Um, here we go. Here's a quick one from um, right before we get into the mailbag from Cleaver Sports. If they don't take a quarterback in the first round, do you guys think Max stays on to compete with a second or later round quarterback? It's a good question. It is a good question. I've I've sort of gone back and forth on this over you know ever since the season ended. You know, one side of it is like, okay, you look at an example of a guy like Alex Smith who had a terrible mm -hmm. beginning to his uh, his career. In San Francisco, one and eleven touchdown to interception ratio to start his career in San Francisco, right. number one overall pick. Like, look to be an ultimate bust. All of a sudden, coming out of his college career, which was, if you've never seen, by the way, sorry to interrupt, Mike, but no, like, if good. anyone has never seen Alex Smith working with um, Urban Meyer at yeah. Utah, clips from the mid two thousand, that kid, absolutely one of the best college quarterbacks I have ever seen. That dude moved and threw the ball. Talk about yeah. a mastery of a system as well. Um, and his rebuild was positively spectacular right. in Frisco and KC. 
And he, so he, the thing is, like you said, it was in San Francisco. He rebuilt himself in San Francisco. He didn't have to move on to get better. So if you want to look at a positive on Mac Jones, maybe the same thing happens here uh, when they sort of revamp their whole thing in New York. But on the other side of things, if they do bring in the number three overall pick as a quarterback, I don't see Mac sticking around. Maybe for you know the beginning of training camp until they maybe find a trading par- a trade partner or something. But that could just get kind of ugly because you have basically the former guy who you thought was going to be the franchise trying to compete with the new guy, uh, and that just can cause you know drama and BS for no reason. There's a regular uh, to listener to the pod and our socials, Jeff Stenberg, yep. usually chipping in with some of his. Uh, lol tastics uh as we do this live again on the fitzy and wei socials i'd rather have the surfer girl that had her arm bitten off by a shark throwing passes with her nub than one more game of mac jones damn wow yeah. i just i just wish pat's fans would finally open up and share how they yeah, really right yeah i mean that, that's that's basically what mac jones was in that uh in that germany game was throwing with a nub. oh so, my yeah. god okay all right well all right jeffrey child i'll give you a moment here watching live on the platform we now know as Twix. Uh, it's X and Twitter together. Why not go after someone like Kirk Cousins or Mayfield, meaning a veteran quarterback, and you'd have to probably spend top of market dollar, Mike, uh, and then draft that offensive tackle from Notre Dame, and then you give Mac a second chance to basically either compete with or draft behind him. Yeah, I actually, so yesterday I wrote up for WEEI.com, um, a list of, uh, a list of seven free agent targets that would make sense for the Patriots offense mm-hmm. and Van Pelt. And number one on the list was Baker Mayfield. Talk about connections to Elliot Wolf. Talk about connections to the Patriots now. Yeah, exactly. It's going to, it's going to so co- cost. Is, it is going to cost you some money and they might franchise tag him, but Elliot Wolf was a part of the brass in Cleveland that drafted Baker number one overall. Alex Van Pelt coached him uh, in Baker's best season in the NFL, really, besides probably last year with, with Tampa. They went to the playoffs in Cleveland. He threw the least interceptions of his career in 2020 with Van Pelt. So he has a connection here and there. The other connection that I don't like is, you know how you just mentioned that list that uh, Taylor sort of bumped of uh, Ben McAdoo's rankings of the 2018 quarterbacks? He had Baker Mayfield dead last on that under Mason Rudolph. He had him ranked sixth. Right. So I don't know what McAdoo thinks of Mayfield, but I don't I actually do have it right here. I have it right yeah. here, actually. Um, what he said about he did have him ranked sixth of the six quarterbacks going okay. uh, in 2018, correct? But he yeah. did say of uh, uh, he does. Uh, what was it, the big thing? Um Something about uh, his, let me see, I got it right here. I'm so sorry, audience. Uh, there was something he had about he loves his compete. He Oh, it, it, he talked about how didn't love his mechanics, but loved the edge that he had. Yeah, and I think that's that what ultimately got. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Uh, he's got an edge to him. I like that. He's going to lead. They're going to follow him. I didn't see a lot of pro-style football in his college tape. And if you're short, you have to be able to make up for it in some way, somehow, in personality just won't do that wow i don't i mean interesting coming in i don't yeah i don't hate the take i think though that moxie and that swagger and that sort of that leadership is what ended up driving dorsey and la wolf to take him number one overall in cleveland because he just kind of brought it and just had that leadership and it's it's trans it's translated here now so but again it's going to cost a ton of money He's looking at maybe forty million dollars, and they're probably just going to franchise tag him. I think I I think the opening number is three for one hundred five for him down there. Um, I probably get a lot of cash. I know he's got. Well, why wouldn't after the season he just had? Why wouldn't you give him a Daniel Jones style deal if that's like the new template for non long term Mahomes Allen? 
Herbert extension, but rather someone who's a veteran who deserves a payday. Uh, Johnny 33 on Twix. Would you trade up for Caleb Williams, Mike? I, I am one who believes that you can't coach talent like that. Mm-hmm. He's a modern, uh, unique, unicorn-like uh, NIL superstar who, with the right infrastructure and talent around him, I think will succeed. I don't care that he cried in his mom's arms. Yeah. I don't care that he <laughs> wants to like not take questions and go home you know, and have a high-protein snack and Netflix and chill. I don't right. care. I really don't. Um, because dude can dude can slang it. He's a freaking baller. Like if that is in the cards and that's who this, you know, they want to go get and that's their mm-hmm. guy, they should absolutely go get him. Now, I think that you, you mentioned being an NL, NIL guy in this sort of new age, you know, college football right. world. Like I have a feeling he's going to try and force himself to Washington and all the power to him because, right. um, you know, he's he has his, his quarterbacks coach and Cliff Kingsbury. They're going to be the OC. He's from the D.C. area. And so that would just be a perfect fit for him. And I think that you know, Washington's going to do everything in their power to try and get Caleb there. But if mm-hmm. he's the guy and they can make a trade up for Chicago with Chicago, then I, I would do it. He's the best player in the class. All the power. T- yeah. I think by, by a mile as well. Yeah. And I've heard some interesting things this week about uh, various quarterbacks as well. And I just want to share one quick clip and a soundbite uh, yeah. from the many different things that are being said this week at radio row in Las Vegas, before we get into the mailbag. Um, thank you guys again for tuning in today across the socials live here with Fitzy and Cadlick on six rings and football things. We continue to take your questions in the live chat, but we got some mailbaggers as well. Uh, Mike, I heard this from our friend Tom Curran on uh, Quicks. He was doing Quicksilence for NBC Sports Boston. It was not one of his appearances on EI, but Kendrick Bourne made the round, stopped by, visited with Curran, uh, spoke with my guy Zach Gelb over at CBS Sports Radio as well. Had some interesting things to say, but when asked about which quarterback he would be most into coming from the draft, there's two things. He made a pick, and then also the way he spoke about himself in relation to the Patriots. Take a listen. Quarterback in this draft, is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? I like Jaden Daniels. So I'm Jaden Daniels fan, um, Heisman Trophy winner, obviously. I love the, the play, how he plays, being able to be versatile. So I think that would be a strong suit for us. Just, just trade in down. my opinion. See, I keep saying trade down. Trade <laughs> down ad. Don't do it. Ah, don't do it. Fair enough. <laughs> so don't trade down. And he's a Jaden Daniels guy. Now I like Jaden Daniels as well. I've yep. made my point clear. If it's a quarterback at three, I would like Daniels. But most of all, myself and Rich Keefe included, have, as we've said many times on the nighttime program, uh, take Marvin Harrison Jr. He is the biggest non-whiff potent candidate. He is right. the highest ceiling, high, highest floor, highest ceiling guy. Dude's going to be an absolute stud, potential Hall of Famer. Um, and then build around that as well. You got your, you got your take a tackle for Shanu and alt guys as well. Right. Trade down is an option, but I like that Bourne said a us. So that makes me yeah. think he really wants back in and that there's a chance. And I really hope that they do bring him back aboard. Cause he's got a lot of good football left in him. If that knee heals up, right. The thing that I heard this week, I was listening to uh, Phil Perry on the next Pats had this guy, Eric M or Eric Edgem from uh, Sumer sports on, they do advanced analytics. Okay. And apparently Jaden Daniels for his speed, athleticism and arm runs into more sacks than any quarterback. Like he take on pressure. He takes a sack almost one out of every four pressures because he's always trying to make a play. Right. Now, how long do you think that would take to coach out of him? And is that a risk? Do you think that a stable environment like Van Pelt and company would want to take? It's a good question. Um, I mean, again, if, as far as coaching it out of him, if you have, like I mentioned before, 
three different, you know, quote unquote, I guess, quarterback whispers. I know all three of them aren't really that, but three guys who have experience coaching quarterbacks in McAdoo, Van Pelt, and now uh, McCartney. It's something that can be, you know, teached out and melded out relatively quick, I would think, because then you use his legs to his advantage, but also teach him to not, you know, again, use them as a disadvantage and run into those sacks. And so um, on one hand, it, it is sort of human nature. And, you know, when you do have the the athletic ability of a Jaden Daniels, you're going to want to try and make all of these plays. But um, if if you have the right people in, you know, in place to do it, then I don't see why he can't be coached out of his game. Yeah. All right. We got some people in the chat now weighing in on who they want to see mm -hmm. going first. Brian Pacific watching on Facebook. Take Marvin Harrison Jr. I wouldn't mind going all offense, says Nightshade SB. There Have are a lot of different offense. choices. I can't we I can't take an edge rusher, although this does dovetail nicely, Mike, into one of our mailbag questions. Thank you, Pat Stats, for that one as well. Let's get right into them right here. Let's do it. Uh, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled two on Ancona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com sale. And book your free consult today. All right, here we go. You got a nice little stack. Right here from at Pat's offseason on the Twitter. What is Matthew Judon's yeah. trade value? I'll ask a question in advance so you can answer both. Why would you want sure. to trade Matthew Judon right now? So I don't think you would want to trade Matthew Judon. Um, that's probably not, you know, on the on the once list for the front office. But mm -hmm. again, to a contract year coming off an injury. Um, he's probably, you know, at least according to Mike Reese, Reese, you know how Reese, you know very much mm -hmm. like soft reports things and, you know, floats things into the ether, but doesn't necessarily hard report it. He's mentioned several times that Matthew Judon's going to try and rework, rework his contract. Um, so just like he did last season, you know, try and maybe get some more guarantees up front and things like that. So if this new front office doesn't want to do that and they do want to trade yep. him out of his contract year, he's, you know, I think he's over 30 years old now, again, coming off that elbow injury, they might try and get him out of here, but if they do do that, and get some, I, I don't know exactly what his trade value would be. Again, you know, he's a, he would be a rental, but he's also a really good player. Um, so maybe second, third round pick, similar to Winters got for like a Chase Young and Montez. Or Montez, or Montez, where they got a third for, they're both younger, but they were in contract right. years. Obviously, exactly. Chicago prioritized Montez Sweat, and that worked out for them. We'll see how Chase Young contributes Sunday in the Super Bowl. 
Right. I was thinking like, wasn't Yannick and Gakwe dealt away for like a two a while ago as well? Yeah. Yeah. Again, they're younger, younger, but not as good as, but they're not as good as Judon. None of them are Judon. Exactly. Right. That's the thing. And so, um, that, that's sort of where I put his trade value at is, you know, somewhere between a second and a fourth round pick, um, again on the rental, but I I personally, I would keep him around. You draft a D end or an edge defender Mm -hmm. at some point, not in your top three picks. Those have to again, be wide receiver tackle quarterback, you would think, but um, yeah, you got You have to sort of bulk up the edge and try and find a, a solution there because you also have Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche uh, heading to free agency. All right, now that actually brings up a question. This one comes in from uh, somebody by the name of Nick Stevens who goes by the broadcast handle Fitzy at Fitzy GFY. <laughs> he wants to know, hey, Mike, now that the Patriots have their executive front office structure in place, are we going to possibly see the Pats finally re-sign some of their own, including maybe the Uche's or the Duggars, yeah. and especially, I think, a guy that they need to jump all, all over quickly. You got to get Barmore, but Anthony Jennings, sneaky yeah. good year last year, guy. Yeah, he played well. Uh, he played really well. A guy who, you know, it's similar. I, there's a couple of examples, and of course now, you know, live here, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but, like, there's guys who the Patriots have brought in where they, they're not that great, and then all of a sudden, boom. And it's, it happens with a lot of guys, but contract year, it's like, oh, you really pop off, and then you have a decision to make. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, I would think that now that, again, you do have someone else running the front office, a guy in Wolf who has worked in pro personnel before and understands the value of some of these guys, um, you can actually, you know, make it happen and not let them walk and not have to sort of penny pinch. And again, it's so different now because the Patriots of old had the leverage of, well, if you stay here for four or five years, you're probably going to win a Super Bowl, similar to what Nick Saban had at Bama for so long. Uh, there was a time where at Alabama, he could essentially promise guys, okay, you can come here and you will win a national championship because he was on pace to win one like every three years. Yeah. So uh, the Patriots don't have that anymore. So they're going to have to shell it out. They're going to have to use their money. They do have all this cap space, which is, a, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but so yeah, long story short, they, they do, they need to bring these guys back. They need to take the homegrown talent they brought in and re-sign them. I would prioritize Jennings. Number one, I'd long-term bar more just to let him know you're loved yeah. here. Uh, don't take this as a Hainsworth payday and just like, hey, you made it. Here's your second yeah, contract. Right. Because the Patriots had like, uh, no, like, we love you. We appreciate you. Go nowhere. Keep doing what you've done. And then some. You are our Aaron Donald. You are the anchor right. of this line to come for years. You're going to get a Bosa size payday. You're going to get a Hargrave payday. And that's what right. you deserve as well. A, DeBar- uh, a DeForest Buckner type of payday as well. Um, the one is, would- though, Mike Onwenu is number one on my list still. They need okay. to, they need to, you know, nail that down because again well, you need it you have you got no tackles guys that's what i'm saying you have a need at left and right tackle because on one is a free agent and trent brown right. ain't coming back i don't think you're gonna maybe nab one in the draft but you still need someone on the other side on one who also has the versatility to play inside so to me that's the number one thing here is on one uh we uh, got a couple more questions we'll be with you about another 10 minutes or so folks however we do have more breaking patriots news holy smokes more. this is a day and a half we couldn't have picked a better time to one off this wednesday uh, our pal Taylor Kyles per Aaron Wilson, NFL, the Patriots are in fact hiring Scott Peters, Scott, Scott Peters after targeting Seahawks offensive line coach, Andy Dickerson. So the Patriots do have a new offensive line coach folks. It's Scott Peters. Wilson okay. notes that Peters has a quote, extensive MMA background, won Ooh. two Brazilian jiu-jitsu world championships in submission grappling. So we are now going to have 
Uh, so basically the Patriots are going to fight you and just try yeah. to drag you to the That's ground scary. and choke you out at the offensive line. Uh, okay. I mean, what do we know about Scott Peters? Aside from the fact I'm, that, uh, that sounds like the name of someone who would, uh, I don't even like, that's the most generic name in the world. Yeah. Scott Peters. Peters. Oh yeah. I work in insurance. Um, no, yeah, so hi. I'm reading, I'm reading, from, <laughs> I'm reading from Aaron Wilson now too, who he worked with Bill Callahan in Cleveland, who also okay. worked with Alex Van Pelt. So another Whose kid there. now coaches the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Exactly. Oh, he's got a, Oh, he golly football. Look at this. I, this looks like somebody I would not want to end up on the you wrong side of an argument. Here. Holy smokes. Let's see. Yeah. Um, that's a, yeah. All right. But so, um, yeah. So no, uh, no Dickerson who we previously reported, uh, not reported rather, but who was, you know, previously linked to the position. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, I mean, they're, they're, Kicking ass and taking names now, as far as uh, making hires today. They, seven they've seasons made like in the NFL. Played seven seasons in the NFL. Drafted in 2002 with the Eagles. Played with the Giants, Niners, Panthers, and then the Cardinals before retiring. Got into coaching as okay. well as with the Browns. Uh, looks like a football guy. Okay. All right. There like you go. It. your new All line right. coach, folks. Works for me. Uh, All right. Let's get. A, uh, we got a lot of work to do on the dot com was, this afternoon. We, yeah, you do. We're going to be very and busy. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> And I'll be on with Rich Keefe tonight where we'll be reacting yes. to and processing more of this as well. Uh, back to uh, back to the mailbag. Uh, Mike, from Jay Noodles, 1992, who were your favorite under-the-radar players from the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl guy? All right. Uh, let's see. So Shrine Bowl, um, a couple, and I, I, I don't know if you want to call them under-the-radar, but a couple wide receivers in both Taj Washington and Malik Washington. Uh, they played out in Frisco last week. Taj Washington played with Caleb Williams uh, out in L.A. Or where's USC? Uh, so in California. In yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's not. It's no, it's a, I mean, it's in Brentwood, it's really, but it's Southern. Yeah, it's, yeah okay. it's, it's in Southern right, California. So anyway. University of Southern. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Caught passes from Caleb. Uh, so he's, he's a solid player. He's a shorter guy, shifty, but uh, he stood out for the week. Malik Washington as well. Another pass catcher, University of Virginia. And cornerback Quantez Stiggers, Fitzy, mm -hmm. uh, he was from Cal uh, Canada, played for the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, he actually is a guy who never played collegiate football, um, ended up quitting the game, was then brought back into it by his mother, who convinced him to keep playing, tried out for the Argonauts, made the team, was the rookie of the year last year, and now he's at the Shrine Bowl trying, trying to make it into the NFL. So, uh Crazy story, but he played well. So he's another sort of day three option for the Patriots that I could see at cornerback. Okay. And then the senior bowl, the entire offensive line um, had a solid week. Guys like Patrick Paul, Tyler Guyton, uh, uh, Fuaga from Oregon State, Jackson Powers mm -hmm. Johnson from Oregon. Like, you know, all those guys. And Daniel Jeremiah tweeted it after the week. Um, I would like to know if it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my so off track. My dad has a USC sweatshirt, and it just says USC, and it's from southern. It's from South Carolina, and I'm like, no, that's not USC. That's that's uh, that's mm -hmm. whatever. So and for some reason that that's how they branded it down there. But regardless, Senior Bowl, uh, Spencer Rattler, quarterback up. I'm sorry, but right, Bo right, Nix. right, right, Bo right, right. Was a down. Bo Nix wasn't great. Um, and then Quinion Mitchell, cornerback from Toledo, was another positive out there in the Senior Bowl. So that's sort of what I got from uh, from the the prospect bowls last week. And I continue to pine for and obsess over 
uh, Lad McConkey, and I won't yes. be happy until I see him in a, a Patriots one. uniform, no matter how much they have to spend. All right, we got time for two or three more here, my guy. All right, here's the Linda Roselle, straight up. Pat's tough question, no chaser. Will the Patriots keep <laughs> Bailey Zappi? Side question to that, or follow up, Your Honor, uh, would be. Mike, are you a fan of just completely gutting and rebuilding the Patriots quarterback room, or do you want to hold on to one or two? Honestly, I think you're just kind of better off cutting bait and gutting the whole thing. Um, as 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 okay as Zappy played this year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, the the main issue, or one of the main issues last year, in my opinion, was that they didn't have a veteran presence in the room to sort of command it. It was just Mac mm -hmm. and Zappy against each other and then you know, the, the everlasting rotation of your Will Greers and your Matt Corrals and things like that. So there was no real like leader in the room from a from a player perspective. So this year, if the idea is that you draft one at three, I'm saying bring in a veteran, bring in a Jacoby Brissett, bring in a, you know, maybe a Joe Flacco. Like uh, Joe Flacco was another guy with the Browns who worked with uh, not only Van Pelt, but also the the quarterback, uh, whatever, quarterback coach yeah. kid. Um, what if it's Nathan? What if it's Nate? What if, uh, what if Zappy's, what it's like, Zappy, we gave you a chance and Mac, it's like, well, you need to go somewhere else and rebuild yourself. But thanks for, thanks for the effort. What if Nathan Rourke is the guy that actually gets held on to? As electric as Nathan Rourke was in the preseason this year, uh, I'm going to go with a big no thank you on, uh, yeah. on our good friend Nathan. So yeah, I just think you got it and you restart and you start fresh because, um, it's, it's going to be tough because both guys are under contract. So you either cut what you already did with Zappy, I guess. Um, but you got to try and try find a trade partner with Mac, but no, I think you right. need to start from scratch. Yeah. I, I, I'd say keep, I, geez, I was yeah. a Mac guy, Fitzy. Like I, I really liked, I know Mac. I, I try, and, I, me too. And yeah, there may still be something. There may still be something there as well, but right. you just have to think for his own psyche and state of being, you know, if seeing judge and Patricia and Belichick Edmiral is gone, if that frees up his mind. Okay. But right. also, like, there might be another team where he can legitimately have a better shot. At, like, you're going to likely see Mayfield or Brissett or somebody else brought in to start and hold the fort while mm -hmm. anyone from J.J. McCarthy to Bo Nix to Spencer Rattler or Jaden Daniels takes a year or a year and a half to groom up uh, and prep to be the new quarterback of the Patriots and have that be your, uh, your next shot at having a solid guy under center you can develop a right. team around and build for years. I, it's it, it's never going to be Zappy's team. I don't ever think it's going to be Max's team as well. So why dink around with it? Why not just cut bait and be a That's grown up? Thing. I agree with you. Yep. Uh, let's see if we get time for one or two more. Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, we already answered that one as well. We answered the salary cap question. Uh, I think we got a lot of these. We'll see if maybe we can make this last one. It's a big one. Okay. With all the talk of spending this year, the focus has been on current team free agents and potential targets. Shouldn't the Pats target one of their own like Barmore? Yeah, we kind of answered that one, Dan. That, yeah, thank you very much for that question. No, but yeah, that's 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 hundred percent what they should do with Barmore. Like, yeah, I, I get the whole Duggar on Wenu, you know, Jennings thing. Yeah, you also need to instead of letting him get to free agency, you need to lock up Christian Barmore right now. A thousand and ten percent. Um, uh, actually, yes, but thank you, Ben Andrade. I did get a chance to see what Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers said about Mac. Yeah. Uh, things got toxic and it was out of his control. He wanted to be more one of the guys as opposed to the leader who came in and shook everybody up. Um, I don't know how any of us would have performed in that situation, let alone a well-compensated right. quarterback who thought he was the QB, one of the future with the Patriots. Here's your last question, everybody. Uh, from at Andrew De Silva, what tight end should the Patriots sign in free agency to replicate what David and Joko could do in New England? And why is it Noah Fant? Hmm. 
a move tight end. Obviously, Gasicki didn't work out last year. I'd be curious if they're interested in Hunter Henry or if he takes a little less money to sign with a contender. I could see him fitting in kind of nicely in Kansas City or someplace else yeah. like that. Um, what do you like about Noah Fanton? Are there any other tight ends on the general Cadillac radar? Yeah, so Fant is a good one. He's in that sort of Iowa tight end pipeline with guys like TJ Hawkinson and George Kittle. Like they just have pumped out tight ends over the last like five, 10 years. But um, my eyes really go to a guy, Harrison Bryant, another connection from Cleveland, who Ooh, he was. I love him coming out in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was in Joku's backup in Cleveland for the last couple of years. He admittedly um, wasn't great this past year, but that's because Njoku also had a career season. Um, and so if you want to connect dots between Van Pelt and Harrison Bryant and also the new quarterbacks coach that TJ McCartney coached the Browns tight ends last year as well. So um, as far as connecting dots and a guy who could probably sign for the cheap, be a second tier tight end if you do franchise tag or bring back Hunter Henry, uh, my eyes are going to stay on Harrison Bryant for that role uh, for the second tight end in Foxborough. Uh, we forgot. Uh, is Julie is uh, Jabril Peppers under contract this year, Mike? Yes. Yeah, he's he he's, is. So uh, that we don't have to resign him yet, guys. For those who were saying yeah. in the chat box that we need to resign him as well. And a last comment from my buddy Vinny Savile the third, longtime season ticket member with the Patriots. Why do we keep hiring coaches from Cleveland? What the hell have they won? <laughs> it's not a bad, not a bad take, uh, and I get it, um, but. Mm -hmm. They've also been a much better team over the last couple of seasons. So I think they're underrated. I maybe the nerd, maybe the nerds, maybe both the football guys and the nerds are coming together to say, Hey, uh, you know, Cleveland was better than you thought they were. They had, they started five freaking quarterbacks last year right. and say what you want. But the work of Stefanski and Van Pelt got old man Flacco to come from the planet fitness in Jersey <laughs> exactly. off his couch and into being the highest rated quarterback over the final third of the season. Now, obviously right. that pump that, uh, you know, that Cinderella turned into an ugly gutted pumpkin on the front lawn against the Texans in the wild card round. But hey, they did some pretty damn good work as well. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'll, my final thought is this because we got to wrap, Mike. My final thought is I'm tired of hearing everyone chirp about, chirp at, complain about, nip at the heels of, and just generally grouse about, whoa, more, what's Wolf done? Who's Van Pelt? This guy sucks. You know what? It's a fresh start. I will right. let them sink or swim on their own. I want them to wow and amaze me or disappoint and underwhelm me. That's fine, but I'm going to give them a chance as well because it's just different. And no, this isn't me saying this because, ah, oh, you got six rings, you know, it's an Emmy, a podcast or whatever else. So obviously you've gone soft on us, Fitzy. No, I'm just tired of being negative all the time. Show right. me what you got and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you got to at least let it play out and give it a chance and if you really take a step back and sort of look and dissect the hires a little bit more, they're not as bad as they look at from the surface. So I'm going to dive into that tomorrow too on WEI.com. So watch out for the whole, uh, the lowdown and the sort of summation of what they're doing in the front office and the coaching staff. Uh, bang up job as always, my guy, you can give Appreciate Mike you. a follow at Mike Cadlick, uh, on the socials and read him at WEI.com. He'll be part of the six rings family going forward as well. I'm your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens. I'll be on board tonight with rich key from six to 10 reacting to all of this, the Red Sox documentary, Netflix news, the oh, in-season yeah. hardball, call it full throttle, foul balls, whatever they're going to call the name of that new in-season <laughs> series about the Red Sox, the hard knocks of baseball. That'll be on Netflix. Lots to talk about tonight. You got a lot of dot com as you got to get to right now. So yep. let's wrap up by saying thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Great audience engagement. Great viewership today. 
Uh, and I hope you enjoy this later wherever you happen to consume it. Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Pods, WEI.com, and so much more. For Cadlick, for Terp, for the whole family, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thank you for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. We'll be back at you tomorrow with Mike Lombardi, the man from Radio Row this weekend, of course, football done right. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats. Let's go. Everyone's fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.